Hi, thank you for joining me on Holy Spirit Feed. This is Jen Johnson. I can't wait to share what Holy Spirit has been revealing. I'm praying that your spiritual senses will be open to receiving what Holy Spirit has for you. Welcome to Holy Spirit Feed, first episode of 2023. Happy New Year! Woohoo! All right, so you may have noticed a new look for the podcast graphics and even some new background music. Come on! Whoop whoop! Hey, if you like the new look and the new vibe, share this with a friend and give this a good review as well. Those things help others to find the podcast. All right, so let's get going with today's episode titled Leave the Faucet On. We're taught from a young age to conserve energy. Maybe someone that worked at the electric company came to your elementary classroom and told you how to conserve energy by shutting off lights when you're not in a room or save water by shutting off the faucet while you're brushing your teeth. You know, in the kingdom, things are actually quite the opposite. So let me explain. The other day, I was listening to some worship music and the worship leader was singing in tongues and then he gave interpretation and it reminded me of a time a little while back in our church where someone had a message in tongues. So they spoke it, and then it was interpreted. And I had thought at the time, why did only one person get an interpretation? And I wondered if anyone else had gotten one as well and just didn't say anything. So let's lay out a scriptural basis for this. 1 Corinthians 14, um, the first part of 26 and then 27. And this is talking about having order in our services or our meetings. It says, everything must be done so that the church may be built up. If anyone speaks in a tongue, two or at the most three should speak, one at a time, and someone must interpret. From these verses, we have to deduct that speaking a message in tongues builds up the church, and that is also confirmed in other scripture as well. So by all means, Christians, church, speak in tongues. By the way, tongues just means language. So another language other than your native language. It's okay to speak in tongues. It's not complicated. It's supernatural, but very natural for believers to speak in tongues through the power of Holy Spirit. Dropping down in that same chapter of 1 Corinthians 14, but to verses 29 through 31. Two or three prophets should speak, and the others should weigh carefully what is said. And if a revelation comes to someone who is sitting down, the first speaker should stop. For you can all prophesy in turn, so that everyone may be instructed and encouraged. All right, let's talk about this. These verses, they're one right after another, same passage. But it seems like there is a switch to prophecy from talking about tongues. But I want to make it clear, it says revelation, and revelation also comes through a message in another tongue, through speaking in tongues. So this applies to prophesying and speaking a message in tongues, both. And both should be weighed carefully, compared to scripture, and evaluated. And another thing on this, not just prophets prophesy, okay, prophets do prophesy, But they also equip others to prophesy and many other things. But they equip others to prophesy, as it says in verse 31, for you can all prophesy. That's capital A-L-L. You can all prophesy. So believers, get out there and prophesy the word of the Lord. It's what we're here for. You don't have to do it perfectly, 
But you do have to do it if you are actively pursuing your relationship with God. And the more you do it, the better you will get. So I often say when it comes to tongues, people are like, do I have to do that? You don't have to, but you know what? You get to, and it's a part of a healthy relationship with the Lord. It truly is a gift and a blessing from Him. So the more you do it, the better you get, the more comfortable. Get out there. Hear God about your business. You know, hey, God, what do you think about my business, my family, this situation I'm in? And speak it out. Okay, so back to the instance at church where someone spoke a message in tongues and then it was interpreted. And I had wondered if anyone else had gotten the interpretation but just didn't say anything. So I thought about it, and I thought about how some people still don't trust that they hear from God, even though the word is very clear. My sheep hear my voice. And if you're saved, if you have a relationship with Jesus and you've made him your Lord and Savior, then you've already heard him. So it goes without saying that you can, of course, hear him again. God is not the God of one and done. He's the God of abundance, and he speaks way more than we realize. But some sort of think that they have to work their way up to that. Maybe read the Bible for an hour and then worship a really long time or fast, and then they will hear from God. (laughs) I mean, those things, they help and they're great, but it's actually not like that. It's not actually that hard. 1 Corinthians 6.17 says, But whoever is united with the Lord is one with him in spirit. And then another version says, but he who is joined to the Lord becomes one spirit with him. We are one with Holy Spirit. We are already in position to hear God, or better said, to receive from him. We talk about hearing God, which is fine, but he is in us and we are in him. So I like to think of it as thinking with God. He often reveals things to us just through simple thoughts. When you think a thought just on your own, You don't wait to get the thought from somewhere else. It just happens. It's there. It's in your mind. 1 Corinthians 2.16 says, For who can know the Lord's thoughts? Who knows enough to teach him? But we understand these things, for we have the mind of Christ. Okay, so we have his mind. We can share thoughts with him. The thoughts are already there. So how do we actually become aware of them? And that brings me to the point of this episode. So we're going to use this faucet analogy. We talked about how in the natural, we want to conserve water, but in the spirit, it's quite different. Let's say you're at home in the kitchen and you're cooking or something and you leave the faucet running. It's much quicker to get the water. It's right there. It's always flowing. You don't have to stop and turn the knob or nowadays you just sort of sometimes wave your hand in front of the faucet and like hope that it comes on, right? Motion sensors, they're really cool. And at the beginning they work great, but I feel like after a while they sort of get dirty and then like the sensor needs to be cleaned. So they only work like half the time anyway. um, But if the water is always running, it's a constant flow and a constant connection with Holy Spirit. Okay. So let's use the speaking in tongues example. When the woman at church began to speak in tongues, I heard her not only with my natural ears, but with my spiritual ears. So my hearing, my senses were already tuned into Holy Spirit because I had left the faucet on. 
the living water was flowing. So as she spoke, the interpretation began to come. The next thoughts I had was the interpretation. Now, do we weigh the interpretation, meaning we compare it to God's word, his character, etc., like we talked about? Of course, we do that. But I didn't have to work to get that interpretation. It just came. Earlier we read 1 Corinthians 14. We're going to back up just a couple chapters into 1 Corinthians 12. And we're going to read 7 through 11. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one, there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. To another, a message of knowledge by means of that same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by that one Spirit. To another, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing between spirits. To another, speaking in different kinds of tongues. And to still another, the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same Spirit, and He distributes them to each one just as He determines So gifts of the Spirit, that's what we call them. I'm recording this just after Christmas in the new year of 2023, as I said earlier. And here in America, we give lots of gifts at Christmas time. I mean, Amazon is ready for a break about right now, for sure. Holy Spirit doesn't wait to give gifts once or twice a year. He's always doling them out as needed, as He wills. And before you think, Well, he's not willing to give them to me or use me to heal someone or give them a prophetic word. Yes, he is. Oh, he's willing times a million. And it says he gives them to each one. You are an each one. You know, Jesus died on the cross so Holy Spirit could lavish his gifts on us and to others through us. But he waits for our surrendered yes. The Lord, here I am. I will leave the faucet on. I felt like I needed to mention in this, um, as we're talking about hearing God and leaving the faucet on, staying connected to him, I felt like I needed to bring this up. You know, mentors love them. They're awesome. I love to mentor others. I love to have mentors. As believers, we are here to be disciples and to make disciples, every one of us. So for sure, listen to podcasts, go to conferences, get equipped, good, solid Bible, Holy Spirit teaching. But you know, my purpose here is to lead you to Jesus himself. Teachers, mentors can only do so much. We're here to teach you to hear from him and to encounter him yourself. It's got to be that very deep personal relationship. Having a church with other believers, people, fellowship, it's amazing. But that's not the point. First and foremost, the point is you intimately knowing him, being one with him. I feel like someone out there needs to hear this. Like you might be waiting for one of your teachers or your mentors to give you a prophetic word or maybe a pastor to walk you into an encounter with Holy Spirit. When Holy Spirit's just waiting for you to walk into an encounter with him. You don't need a priest to be the go-between. He is the great high priest. There's no veil between you and God. He is welcoming you to the top of the mountain to speak with him. You can't slide in on anyone else's coattails. You need to hear him, connect with him, have your own at his feet moments. And you don't have to wait for anyone else to do anything. 
you have that intimate access to Jesus right here and right now. This type of thing, connecting with God, is natural for believers, for disciples of Jesus. We have the mind of Christ. He's not hiding anything from you, but he's hiding things for you if you're willing to stay in the flow of the living water. John seven thirty eight says, Anyone who believes in me may come and drink. Whew, yeah. For the scriptures declare rivers of living water will flow from his heart. And some versions say out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Come on. Come on, believers. Come on, disciples of Jesus. This is awesome. We may come and drink anytime. So if we stay in the river, we leave the faucet on, we can always receive and release what God is saying and doing. You know, there's so much more to say on this subject of speaking in tongues, interpretation, the river of God. But some of you, you may not even have your prayer language, let alone have released a message in tongues or received interpretation. I'm not teaching on the baptism and Holy Spirit in this episode. There are some episodes in the archives where I teach on that. Um... So if you need that, please go back. It says in Matthew 3.11, this is John the Baptist speaking, and it says, I baptize you with water for repentance, but after me comes one who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with Holy Spirit and fire. John the Baptist is talking about Jesus here. He will baptize you with Holy Spirit and fire. You just need to ask and receive. Whoa, what a privilege. What a privilege. What an honor to be able to step into that. So if you are a disciple of Jesus, a believer, you can receive that even today. Put your faith in it. Just like you did when you got saved, you receive Holy Spirit, that fullness, the baptism in Holy Spirit in the same way, by faith. Get your prayer language and begin to flow in the gifts of the Spirit as He determines. If that's you and you need to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit for the first time or to be refilled with the Holy Spirit, receive it right now. Come and drink. As I pray, have an expectation that during or after this time, you will receive your prayer language at some point, that you'll begin to flow in the gifts, this type of thing, that you will begin to step even further into that intimate relationship with the Lord, that you will learn how to leave that faucet on. And never shut it off. So be expectant that during or after this time, you will receive your prayer language. And I do want to say before I pray that you need to partner with that. You need to welcome that. And you actually do need to open your mouth. For some people, it comes just as a heavy thing. And you just feel almost like you have to open your mouth and you have to pray. And it it just bubbles out. But for some people... It's much more subtle, and you actually just need to open your mouth and begin to speak, to use your voice. So if you're confused about how that looks, it's going to look just how it looks for you. And you don't have to worry about that. Just receive what Holy Spirit is doing. Be open, welcoming, and partnering with Him. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and pray. Just, Just posture yourself in a receiving position. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. Jesus, come. Baptize those listening with your Holy Spirit. Bring the fullness, a fresh filling to overflow. 
And we receive prayer language. We receive gifts. We receive everything that you have for us. We are open and we receive. We yield to you.